Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And we're live. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hello. Happy Thursday. Oh, were you going to say something? Good morning. Oh. <laughs> Forgot that I wasn't in the mic. I'm, I'm finishing a test. Sorry. <laughs> what did we What did we say about how, using your phone at the table, David? Well, okay. So I'm like, just kidding. I don't think we've actually said anything about like that. People have their Bibles <laughs> on there now. I might have been doing something really spiritual. You have your Bible in front you said, of you. Except you said you were sending a text. You, you already declared a, that. I'm sending a text. <laughs> text uh, hang on. I'm almost done. How are you guys today? We'll wait. Yeah. Uh, doing pretty good. Well, good. Yeah, no, no got, complaints. Got through the fourth. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, ate too much, but yeah, didn't have anything to yeah. eat, did we? Got to bed pretty early. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we we didn't watch fireworks. We haven't done. We haven't watched fireworks for a few, quite a few years now. It was it was cool this year that there. I I didn't hear hardly any. I don't know if you guys heard any huh. in your neighborhood. No, usually I didn't hear any. Usually there's there's a lot going off even. When they've been banned yeah. in previous years, like there's a lot going on. I didn't hear nothing this year. Usually late in the evening, midnight issues, yes. or some shotguns or something going off. Well, yeah, that's, I didn't that's, even hear that. That's New Year's, Brent. No, I hear it on the fourth. Yeah, they, our, our neighborhood it sounds like that too. <laughs> sounds like shotguns. See, ours yeah. start like around nine, usually ten. You know, people are going to town. Not this year. Yeah, yeah, which is well, good. Well, America. Our neighborhood did not burn down. <laughs> so, well, everyone's going to drones now. So, like it, now, it's now yeah. it's like very uncool. To do like old school fireworks, right? They're bad for climate There's, change or something. They're bad for all kinds yeah. of reasons. I saw one and fires and that a bunch of people jumped on, and it was, it was silly yeah. what these people were saying. Well, Sun River Resorts doing a drone show this no, weekend. They're, they're, drones are the way of the future yeah. for yeah for fireworks. An environmentally <laughs> friendly, they call it. Yeah, drone display or drone. If it'll show. look cool. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't I'm know just either. worried about what happens when you know Skynet takes over the drones. Mm. Then we're in trouble. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Just I don't went, know what to do with full, that. Just went full nerd on us. I did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got to do that once in a while. Yeah. Yep. I did hand mm-hmm. Lincoln a sparkler. He tripped out. I almost burned his eye with it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he was tripping out. He was just staring at it. I heard and then somebody, he threw it down and walked somebody away. titled those Anxiety on a Stick. Is that what that is? And I would agree. <laughs> That's what those things are. You don't like that, Brett? <laughs> well, especially you hand it to a, you know, a kid, and they're just going to, what are they going to What are they going to do with that exactly? Are they going to just grab the, the shiny part? Are they going to light somebody else on fire? I don't know if there's so a ton much, you can do with it. So much could go wrong. I mean, I've been around <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> Nothing bad's happened with a sparkler. but We used to, when, when I was younger, the, remember the metal sparklers? They don't have metal sparklers yeah. anymore. But, but if you took, like, a dozen of them, and you duct tape them together, and then yes. you lit them on fire. You yes. could get them to explode. Yeah, you could do some stuff. Yeah, you can get creative. Yeah, so. I mean, well, there Brent, you go, you kids. Get get busy <laughs> living or get busy dying. Right? Isn't that what Morgan Freeman said? It, or no, that's what the other guy it's said. It's a fine line. Red. It? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, then let's get busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get busy doing thisy. Yeah. What do What are we doing today? We're doing... You're, uh, you're still texting. That's what you're doing today. No, I'm just checking yeah. things. <laughs> when he's getting at, so trying to figure out what church he's going to and all that stuff on Sunday, so I won't be here. That's why we're doing... That's why we're doing this today. I'm going to Portland. Have you guys... Let's start with this. 
Have you guys ever been asked to preach somewhere where they provide your text and your title? By the way, Dan Hickman's watching. Just turn it off right now. There's going to be like a spoiler alert. But have you guys <laughs> ever been like asked to preach somewhere and then they tell you absolutely how you need to do all of it? Like even like exposition-wise? No. I've had some suggestions. You know, it'd be great if, you know, like uh, I think Glenn used to, you know, CBC, hey, I'm doing – we're in Acts. You're going to be in this chapter, but that was about it. They give yeah. you, you know, chapter and maybe a section, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, you got like um, this is the title. This is what you can't, t- shouldn't talk about. <laughs> this is what you should talk about. Yeah, that's that's rough. Some committee like decided what <laughs> well, I'm that's doing what it like is. a year ago. It's not that they're so locked down. They they literally just have it planned out. They're one of yeah. those organized. I heard there's there's churches that are organized and think things through long term. Apparently. Yeah. Who knew? And so they've thought that this is already set in stone a long, long time yeah. ago. So it's not like how do we how do we keep this guy holstered? Yeah. And keep him tame. Yeah. You know, I don't think that was the idea. Although no, it's not a bad idea. No. I mean, Dan <laughs> invited me to come, and then uh, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And then he, I like got the text, and he's like, no, I don't like I don't want to come preach on this text really. So we're gonna talk about this text today. So we're getting you ready for Sunday. Yeah, right? I mean it's. It's ready, but you know it's done. But yeah. I want to make sure that I'm not going to get crazy. So I thought where you went with this particular passage was uh, very good. Okay, and that's yeah. partly why we decided Agreed. to talk about. Well, it the today. title is. I'm, we, getting, I'm getting on my phone. We called it Temple Prophecy just to get people to click on it and say, "What the heck's yeah. going on with the temple?" The title so. they gave me for this sermon is "Christians in a Cancel Culture." So. Um, like it sounds like they were expecting like me to emphasize in one direction the cancel culture, but it actually, as I read more through it, realized that I'm gonna probably turn it around a little bit. We'll get there. All yeah. right. I'm gonna read the text. You're gonna watch us read the text. You're gonna hear the text. It's uh, Luke 21, five through 19, and then we'll just go back and make some comments. I got a couple questions for you. I didn't really write many questions, though, because I figured <laughs> you guys would have plenty to say, especially Chad. Dude never shuts up. Yeah, so. It's my gift. <laughs> it's my <laughs> gift. Uh, Luke 21, 5 through 19, while some were, uh, and, and while some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another, that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, See to it that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. But do not go after them. And when you hear the, uh, you when you hear of wars and tumults, and what's a tumult? It's a funny word. It, a tumult? It's, it's bad. That's yeah, what it's, it is. It's like a tumor. Yeah. I think things are shaking when tumults are bad. When you hear of wars and tumults, don't be terrified, for these things must first take place. But uh, the end will not be at once. Let's just stop there and deal with that one, because then it kind of goes into it goes from the temple to them, yeah. and what Jesus says and what I'm teaching. So, uh, temple stuff. Um, this thing was pretty rad, as far as just the structure. Like when you start reading about it, like it's. Kind of more impressive. How many than, years did it take to build a temple? Uh, Brent, don't ask me um, questions like that. Those yeah, don't. Cons- those things don't concern me. Okay, I'm assuming you know the answer to that. I think it was 46. Somebody can correct that, but I remember them when Jesus said, "Destroy this temple, and three days later, I'll rebuild it." Yeah, 
Um, they, they were like, this took 46 years to build this thing. You're going to rebuild it in three days. Like, you must have quite a team of yeah. contractors here. This took us a long time. So, yeah. anyway, I think it was That's 46 years. The point I was getting at was that it, it was extremely elaborate because it yeah. took it was a very long time to build. It was extremely elaborate. Yeah. yeah I, it was considered, like in some of the stuff I read, like greater in many ways than the seven, like, known wonders of the world at that time. Like, people knew the temple was, like, even better than some of these other things that were wonders, you know? So, like, it was a pretty big deal. And, of course, here we got these guys sitting around admiring it. They had just mm -hmm. come out. We have the story of uh, the widow who has nothing and gives all that she has and the rich dude that has everything and gives very little and that whole story. And then they're walking out of the temple and they're stopping and they're, they're drawing, you know, the, the disciples are just basically basking in its glory. Um, and uh, the thing was pretty rad. Um, the stones, I saw that like the, the like one of the stones that's still there is like 45 feet by 11 and a half feet by 12 feet coming in at like 570 tons. Wow. One stone. That's a big stone. Which is interesting because of the statement that he makes. Like, so it's not like you, it's not like it would be easy. To, it's not like you bring in an earth mover like we could today and just start pushing things over. Like these things were kind of a big deal, and we'll we'll come back to that. My first real question is, what do you think the temple meant to these guys? Um, because I think it's easy for us to read through this. We're not Jews. We've never lived with a temple as our monument, right. the monument of our culture and and race. They did like what like what did it mean to them? What did it represent for them? Kind of everything. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much, pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Central to life. Yeah, I think their their identity, even as a nation, yes. as, as the people of God, yes. um, everything that basically defined who they were and what was important to them was all wrapped up in this building that represented all of that. Totally, that was God's presence. That was yep. God's blessing. That was God's. That was their way to interact with God. I mean, it was it was everything. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I agree. Just, yeah, so it was the center of life. So it was it was kind of um, it was autonomy that we're unique. Yeah, like it was one of those like we're, we're unique from other nations. Like so we are special us, yeah. in this way, and this yeah. thing tells us that every time we walk into it or every time we look at it, like this tells us that it tells us that we're God, so we're special, right? Yeah, we're we're, we're different than you because we're God's people, you know. And so it it definitely uh, said that as well, and uh, just the whole yeah autonomy thing, you know, like. You know, yeah, we're we're different, but it was definitely identity. All those things are identity. It gave them an I. It was a structure of yeah. identity. What we would even call maybe a monument, um, in a way. Do we do we have anything like that as Americans? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do we have multiple things? Yeah, like that multiple as, things. As yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think that would probably. Depend on the American that you ask today, probably. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think when you when you look at the older generations that have been around for a while and, and kind of seen what this country was, and you know, I think there was a lot more um, of that kind of mindset. Yeah. Uh, maybe with younger generations, there's not as much of that per se. But, yeah. I think but that's I, fair. I think there's definitely um, this idea that uh, you know, again, this is like God blessed this country. Um, God kind of marked this country as special. Um, you know, there's something that we have to really, this is our identity is wrapped up in, in this. We're different than other countries. We're, yeah, sure. we're blessed by God. We're special. I mean, there, there's definitely that kind of a, for sure. A mindset, I think among some, I mean, we yeah, were, absolutely. we were, we were given a, um, I don't know when the date is, but we were given a, um, a monument, um, that basically said that from a French dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that sits off, 
you know, that sits on Ellis Island. You know, Statue of Liberty is one of those things that, that says you're different. Like, it says a lot of things when mm-hmm. you look at it. And right. You see, you see why it's there, and you understand why it's there. Of course, when you get into D.C., there's tons of icons. Monuments everywhere. There's tons of monuments and tons of icons. Even something as basic as, Our, not basic, but as, as um, uh, common is a better word, as the American flag. I was going to say yeah. the flag is you know, the big, is the biggest is, one. Is the, yes. you know, that, what that represents. And yes. if somebody um, throws it on the ground or yes. burns it or desecrates it in some way, um, you know, it'll, it'll upset a patriot pretty, pretty good. You know, right. um, it's, it's not something, you know, we like to see For trashed sure. because of yeah. what it represents. Yeah. We, we esteem yeah. it pretty highly. It's, mm-hmm. That, that is our greatest <laughs> monument. I think that, that in the constitution, you know, but, but we do have, uh, a lot of them, for sure. Yeah, and I think you're onto something, Brent, with that. Kind of as generations change, the monuments change, you yeah. know, and and so you know, for the older generation, it's definitely like the flag, the, the the institution of the country, you know, those kinds of things. But for more modern generation, like me, self is you know maybe the new yep. the new temple. Yeah, um, you know, I have my own constitution, I have my own truth, I have my own rights. Yeah, I don't, ha- I don't have that. Right. I don't have that myself. I'm more. <laughs> More of a patriot. But, uh, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, extremely we, we patriotic. <laughs> I've got that too, actually, right. Chad. So. But do you have a cutout <laughs> of Ronald Reagan? Well, I, I didn't know there was one available. I mean, <laughs> not that I wouldn't. Dude, who, but... wouldn't, who wouldn't want that, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I agree that, like, when you have, like, a, a regime change, it doesn't matter if it's from outside or inside. When there's a changing of thought and a changing sure. of power, let's even say, um, then our monuments can be the first things to be destroyed. Right. So in, in terms people of have always worshipped self. I mean, that's nothing new, but, totally. yeah, but it just seems like, you know, as we're talking about kind of our monuments and our temples, yes. um, you know, we're seeing the shift uh, in culture where, you know, the, the temple is very, um, you know, kind of self, and, and I, I decide what my temple is, and I worship at my temple, and it's not a... It's not a communal kind of yeah. a temple, you know, like maybe things used to be. The common denominator, though, is autonomy, which you were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, this autonomy. idea that that I, I, you know, you basically don't want anybody else telling you how to live, what you have to right. do, um, those <clears throat> types of things. And whether yeah. it's our country that feels that way, or whether yeah. it's an individual that feels that way, or whether it's this is why it the had Jewish to be people so yeah. devastating when when Jesus actually said this to these guys. Like you could only kind of imagine. We don't have a lot here um, as far as like their initial response. It seems like they immediately responded, like believed him. Um, I, I'd almost think like they would think that he's crazy at first for even suggesting such a thing because it's so big and sure. I would think that and awesome, you know. But I would think it's another one of those things. Like Jesus said a lot of stuff to him that they probably went, "What's he? Is, what's he talking about? Totally. Does right. he mean that? He didn't mean that." <laughs> here he goes again yeah, with his goes, fortune yeah. cookie. Yeah, this will mean know, something stuff. different later. Yes, um, in AD seventy, they probably went, "Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't kidding around." <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Wow, that was literal even. Wow. Yeah. So, like, even but, the one stone upon another. But it sounds like an impossible thing. Like this could never be totally taken down. right. This this could never happen. Totally. So. Yeah. But when you when you have a changing a changing of power and people with different ideas coming in, they had Rome coming in that wanted to kill their identity mm-hmm. and establish a Roman identity. And uh even in our nation today with um people that uh don't appreciate the flag and the th- things that have been around that kind of establish our identity. You've got the same thing where there's a canceling right. of it, right? Let's, right? let's get rid of the monuments first. <laughs> let's deal with the monuments yeah. and the icons first, right? And that's kind of what this is. Uh, obvious question, when did this happen? Did it happen? And when did it happen? This Je- temple, this oh. prophecy, 
actually happening. I already gave the answer. To yeah, I know, but let's oh, give it yeah. again. Let's talk. Let's talk about it a little more. AD seventy. <laughs> Are you a preterist? What are you saying? In regards to this passage, <laughs> this section, yes, I suppose. By the way, the parallels are Matthew 24, which is where it gets a little more complicated for people eschatologically because there's a whole, there's another component, it seems, that's added there, even though I would argue it's mostly preteristic. And then uh, I think that Mark 13 is the other one. So those are kind of the, the parallels. Mark 13 is actually like identical to this. Like I know we're not going yeah. necessarily end times discussion here, but we can talk about what well, there's probably a lot of people that don't we know. We have what, 45 what, minutes that we need to fill. They probably don't so. know what preterist <laughs> means. And you, you mentioned that word. So yeah. you might, you might explain that. Well, pre, like preterism just means like immediate. So they're like more of an immediate fulfillment. Um, and a lot of prophecy. I know that we all, agree with this a lot of prophecy throughout the bible old testament too is has an immediate fulfillment and then an ultimate right fulfillment and that's where all the confusion and controversy and disagreements with how you view prophecy and end time stuff comes is interpreting and sorting out the immediate and then the ultimate and what was the ultimate and all that good stuff so so um, a, a true full preterist would say that AD 70 finished the prophecy that Jesus gave on the, during the Olivet Discourse. So everything he talked about, um, even, even like what we would think of as the Great Tribulation, some of those things t- that finished, that was all correct immediately fulfilled what, there. Correct. And it's it's done. Which he, he ends that section yeah. in, on the Olivet Discourse by saying, I promise you this generation, this generation will pass won't until pass, right. all these things right. are done. So like you can you can read that and go, okay, if Jesus is serious here, then like he was taught, he was... right. Everything embodied in what he intended in in that all of it discourse prophecy happened, like whether we understand it that way or not. And, and then so. there's there's other people that would say no, n- not much happened in AD seventy at all. But it's all still yeah. future. And then there's another way to look at it, which I would say I, I kind of lean towards, but I'm not sure. Yeah, is the two, the, the two hills kind of thing? The idea of you've got uh, a, a partial fulfillment and then still a future fulfillment. And there are prophecies in the Bible that that have been that way. So correct. You see the first hill that's AD seventy uh, when that one is done you see then you can see the second hill oh there's yeah. still stuff that that yeah. has to happen yeah and again that's you know the different people have different ideas but so that's immediate fulfillment definitely ultimate definitely fulfillment. some stuff yep. happened yep. in 8070 that when jesus said this thing's going down it, it yeah it did it yeah 8070 uh, i i think that we could read uh luke's piece here like his account of it and without a doubt right it's like this was for them yeah. and something they experienced Plain and simple, period. Right. right. Well, even yeah, when, when I don't clear. think we're going to get down into verse 20, but he, he continues on. You know, when you see Jerusalem surrounded yep. by armies, you know its desolation has come near. Uh, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. You know, hope you're yep. not pregnant. Don't run back to, all you know, get some stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's all of that. And, yep. and they, literally, they watch Jerusalem get surrounded by Roman armies. Yeah, you got Josephus um, that actually documents this. He was a Jewish historian at the time, and, and um, he uses a lot of the same descriptions, even though he wasn't, right. even though these weren't written. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. Well, in a time, the time of tribulation for for the Jewish people at that time was great. Yeah, um, you know, so it was no small thing it what happened huge. in eighty seventy. What Jesus prophesied there, yeah, it definitely happened and went down in, it in was a major huge. Yeah, way. There was no question. So yeah. Titus of Rome came in, yeah. ransacked the temple, um, took over Jerusalem, uh, brutalized the people and the town, the city. Um, it was said that they that they torched the inside. I mean, you read different things on this, but overall, people seem to agree with this. It's not very disputed that 
that the Roman soldiers torched the inside of the temple. Because you're thinking to yourself, like, how are they going to get these stones? Like, what, how would they dismantle the yeah. temple, right? And so the story goes that they actually lit the inside of it, the stuff inside of it on fire. A lot of the inside of the temple was adorned with gold and inlaid with gold. There was gold everywhere. And as that gold started to melt, apparently the Roman soldiers realized, oh, my goodness, like, it's, it's going in between the cracks of the stones. And so they ended up dismantling, like taking their time to dismantle the temple so they could get all the gold out from between. Interesting. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. That's kind of, it's an interesting I thing. I thought they just wanted yeah. to make a really def- definite statement. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, if you We're going to go to the they, trouble they right did. now for the next three <laughs> years to take this thing apart. If you're dealing with a 570 ton stone, you know, there's yeah. going to come a point where you're going to be like, oh, you know what? I think we proved our point already. We <laughs> yeah. can, we can <laughs> exactly. walk away from this. But if there's gold and then there are cracks. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. Then we're taking, then the stones have to go. They just have to go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Right. And, and it seems that that's what happened. So most people believe like this, like, um, fully, completely, literally, as Jesus said, not one stone will be left. Because you can be used metaphorically as just destruction yeah, sure. and lies, right? It seems like this was probably legit. Like, they dismantled the thing. So, And, of course, if you go over to there today, you're not seeing that structure. You could. It, I mean, it would it would totally be around if it was still standing. Yeah. But it, huh. ain't, it ain't there. And it's weird to think that... The, the repercussions of that, what what that did to the people, what that... Oh, yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. No, if, that metaphorically said something them. to the people. Yeah. When they dismantled yeah. their icon, their monument, their yeah. identity. Yeah, crazy. Exactly. Crazy, kind of, crazy. You kind of wonder, like, when that happened, what, what people were thinking. Like, thinking back to what Jesus said and just how that might have blown their minds. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, when AD 70 rolled around. Yeah. yeah. But it seemed like they believed it, right? Because yeah. he's going to go into next. Um, oh, next is the this continuation. Is what he meant. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and yeah. read that 10 to 19. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, various places, famines, pestilence, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to, sin- to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. And that's key, for my name's sake. Uh, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a, mou- uh, a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. Some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. That's metaphor. By your endurance, you will gain your life. So it just goes from bad to worse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, again, you, you can just imagine, like, being one of these guys at this point, hearing, hearing all this at once, like, taking all this in and going, like, like what are we doing? You know, what's going on? So um, in light of the fact that the world will hate and mistreat these guys, um, and this is, this is one of those what's not there <laughs> is where I'm going to spend a lot sure. of my sermon. Um, what do you think their response would be to what they're going to, like what they would be thinking to themselves, like, oh, you're going to have the whole world basically against you. Like it's just going to be one one attack and um, onslaught after it's just going to be an onslaught. Um, what would you think their response is supposed to be to something like? What would your natural response to something like that be? Let's put it that I'm way. Out. 
I'm out. That's my response. Yeah, okay. My natural response. I'm out. I find a way to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or <laughs> you find a way to fight it, right? Like, yeah. like either you're going to fight back and you're going to retaliate, you know, uh, yeah. evil for evil or whatever you want to call it, or, or yeah, you, you dip. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, fight or flight, I guess. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that there's nothing about fighting it here. We know they didn't no. dip. We know that they stayed. Um, and we also know that there's, there's not a fight or like a <laughs> defense right. that happens here. It's like Jesus doesn't tell them to take their country back. Right, right. Which right. is really interesting to me. Again, if we're going to carry on the parallels, like we started with with the temple, like I'm, we're seeing parallel. We're we're seeing like a wrong thinking in the American church today, as our icons and monuments yep. are being canceled. We're actually in a mindset of canceling back. <laughs> Right. And it just hit me as I'm looking at this passage that that has no place in the in the follower of Jesus. Sure. When the world comes against us. Right. Even even with our nation, even with things that are precious to us. And um, we, we just don't do that. So I don't know if you want to talk about that for a minute, but I'm going to spend a good time in my sermon on it. So I might be jumping ahead, but I, I think your response to that depends on um, your temple. And sure. And so if. For the Jewish people, if this was everything to them, and, and and then Rome comes in and takes it, then then fighting to get your temple back, but is, here we're is, going, is all you can do. It, it right. makes sense. But scenario. here we're going from one temple to another. So we started with the physical temple. Correct. Now we're talking about their bodies. Well, and that's what I mean. So yeah. that's why I said yeah. depends on which temple. So yeah. even even in America, I think we see the same thing. Totally. Uh, you know what? If you if America is the temple. Or, or not? And we know it's not. Right, 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 right. But I mean, if that's how you treat it, this is everything to us. Right. This is this sure. nation is, you know, it, as as America goes, so Christianity goes. If that's the way you think, right. even if you don't fully, you wouldn't say you believe that. For that's sure. how you act. Then, then yeah, taking up arms and fighting for you know for this kind of makes sense. Yeah, sure, it does. Um, but if but if you're if you've got a different view of the temple, then then yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even more than a temple, like what what what's your kingdom? Yeah, what, what, true. What, what kingdom are you fighting for? What kingdom are you are you trying to defend? Well, one temple one temple's threatened and one's not. Right for sure. And, right. and that's because of, you know it depends right. the on Christian which has a kingdom. Yeah. Well, we, can't, we, it can't be shaken. We hear it a lot, right? right? We all we all know people. We all know Christians. That some of them seem to be like pr- pretty solid Christians that that are about protecting their rights to bear arms so that they can load those guns when things get really bad. It's almost like the name of the game for the Christian is let's see how long we can stay alive when things go bad. Um, and really what they're doing is they're protecting themselves and fighting against the tyranny that's coming yeah. to take their life. And protecting here, what's mine. Here's just another one of those, you know, these long dialogues from Jesus that's clear. Like they're going to hate you, and there's nothing in There's not one thing in it about any kind of a retaliation. Um, or a fighting back, no. you know. Um, I mean, Peter, you know, picked up the sword and cut the centurion's ear off, and Jesus just, just like, put your sword down, right? And he would say this. He would say the same thing to us, right? Like, I think we, the part yeah. of it is that we've never, we've never had to think about this or really deal no, with it. No, we haven't. You know. um, right. not, not on the scale of this. I mean, I, I, there's always been persecution in the church, and, and Christians will always kind of be maligned for the way they think sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but in America, we've never. Everybody's kind of gone along we, with we've the, had it pretty easy with our way of thinking for sure, or at least it felt that way um, for a long time. And now that's yeah. you know that's not happening. So th- this is a foreign concept to us. So I can understand yeah. you know your initial reaction to something yeah. like this is like wait a second we don't really yeah. we don't really understand this no. fully when we read it 
most of Christianity does and has yes. throughout history. Right. Uh, but we're, we're a bit of an anomaly the American in that. church. Yeah. 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 Well, Jesus says, I mean, it's verse 13 is, is the center of this will be your opportunity for witness. Like when it exactly. all hits the fan, yeah. when it all starts to go downhill, when things get tough, like this is your opportunity not, yes. not to fight, not to defend, but it's your opportunity to bear witness. So you have right. led me perfect, Chad, into the thing nice. that I think I'm going to spend the most time on. I think the biggest application is what we see is a canceling going on of Rome to the, of the Jews by Rome, right? First they start with their monuments, then they move to them, right, as a people. Christians is really what we're talking about here, not just Jews. Um, it's easy for us when someone opposes us and mis mistreats us and takes everything that we hold dear to cancel them. Okay, so not even talking right. about guns, weapons, swords, talking about a canceling of the gospel or the witness, something good that they need, we cancel them. And I, I know we've all seen that so much. Like it's so discouraging in our right. world in America today where Christians are so angry at the thinking and the lifestyles of the non-Christian that we're canceling the, the distribution of the gospel to right. them. We're canceling our love. We're absolutely just putting them away altogether. And this is really what challenged me when I saw it and what I'm going to challenge the congregation with this week. Yeah, yeah. I would say one of those is to be expected, um, yeah. that the world would cancel us Yes, is what Jesus sure. told us yep. would happen. That we would cancel them yep. is in direct violation of the it, Great it's Commission. It's antithetical to the <laughs> gospel. It's, and it's, yeah. it's tragic when Christians don't understand that they're engaging. How have we behavior. got this so wrong? Like, it's just so, like, are you reading your Bible? Like, I don't know how people get this wrong. Well, again, it depends on which temple you're, you know, one, right. one temple needs to be defended and fought for, and one doesn't. So it's just, it, it, it depends on which temple you're, you're all about. Yep. And if you're one, if your temple is a temporal one, that's, that's earthly and that's, you know, um, you know, there was a time when the temple in, in Israel represented something different. I for understand sure. that. But, um, you know, it got to the point where, um, when Jesus came, it became irrelevant. And, and that's, that's true of us as well. We have, we have a better temple yep. and, and that's the part that I don't think most people get, you know, yeah. Yeah. we're strangers in this land and people aren't thinking that way. For yeah. sure. So that's how, that's how you can arrive there. Right. Um, I seem to be more and more these days kind of maybe not all roads, but, but many roads lead back to just a consumeristic faith. Mm. Um, and when, when my faith is all about me mm -hmm. and when I approach, you know, my connection to Christ with what I get out of it, mm -hmm. um, the, the temple really is me in that scenario and it does need to be defended. But, but when we have a biblical understanding of Christianity, that, that as Christians, we exist in the world for people who aren't yet Christians, mm -hmm. that, that we have a duty and a mandate to to uh, proclaim the gospel to those who do. I, I did say do-do, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't, don't. But, but I didn't say do-do. No, no, I no, appreciate no. that. Yeah. I would have been funny, though. I would have do, giggled. Do-t. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I tend to think, like, idolatry is always at the heart of it, Yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, that can... That will lead to consumerism, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But like, it's it's loving something more than you should, right? It's putting, it's put it, it's putting your worship and your affections um, too squarely sure. on something that it doesn't belong on. And I think that a lot of Christians haven't don't have no idea how to like parse that out right. when they're doing it. So it's it's good for us to look at our country and be patriots and be grateful for the people that have gone and sacrificed. Absolutely. And so you can, you can look at it and see all these good things and say, so this just equals good. And then we, yeah. we end up worshiping this thing. Um, 
and and even on the other end, like you said earlier, like if you, if you're not flying the flag enough or dressed in red, white, and blue on the Fourth of July or um, or whatever, then you you would be like a defector, right? Like yeah. you'd be looked you would be looked down upon, and so it's easy for us to put all our eggs in that basket and go, this matters most, when, right. when, and, and then forget that our longing needs to be this other kingdom right. rather than this kingdom, and so there's all this confusion that goes on. And Yeah, you know. well, even the idea, and I think we talked about this a week or two ago, maybe a couple of weeks back, that, that you know our enemy is, is not an enemy of flesh and blood. Our Correct. enemy is an enemy that we can't see. I'm going into that, too, right. on this sermon. Yeah, and, and we, know we, your enemy. we engage in the wrong fight as Christians. Oftentimes, yep. ding, 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 ding. There it is, right there. Yeah. So, 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 if we can identify who the enemy is, it will help us in which fights we know we need to engage in, which right. fights we know we need to stay out of. It starts with knowing who the enemy is. Right. Okay. Well, then the other thing is recognizing your idols, because yep. you guys just talked about that. But I think we don't, we don't. So for me, uh, the rights. American rights totally are something that I appreciate. Our, our I'm glad I have them. I want to have them as long as possible. Yeah. But we have we begun to to see these as God given rights yep. and not temporary rights. Yep. And 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 they've they're not none of them are promised. I mean, when yeah. you if you're, if you were to just like study your Bible for your God given rights, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Paul would be like, what do you do? what do you call them? What are you talking about? Right. I, yeah. That's a foreign concept to me. Yeah. yeah. You have the right to get killed. <laughs> well, and mistreated. We don't. You know. But yeah. again, so so those have become idols. To fight for, yep. um, temples to fight for, whatever yep. you want to call them. Um, and again, I don't want them to go away. I don't think any of us do. Yeah. What are we using them for? While we have them, hopefully we're using them to build a kingdom. For sure. And not to build our own kingdom. And that's, right. that's, the, that's the fine line there. For sure. So. And, and there's a different interpretation, just like with love, like we talked about last week. Um, people can interpret liberty in different ways. Because like, yeah, the sure. Bible actually talks about liberty a lot, but it's always in the context of from self, sin, and Satan. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I found, I'm going to post this on Monday since we just had 4th of July. It's a quote by Pink that says, true liberty is not the power to live as we please, but to live as we ought. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's really how the Bible, that's really what Christ has given us when he came, and he's, is he's liberated us from the death cell of, of our sin yeah. and separation, right? So that we might live as we ought to God. Right. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. But we are caught up in this autonomy thing, which is actually anti-God. That's actually what started this sure. whole mess, right. is that we just want to be a free will people and do whatever the heck we want. And, oh, America has allowed us to do that because of the way that it's been constructed. We love yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it, it. And it's, it's actually contrary to the kind of liberty um, that the Bible talks about. Right. So, well, it's yeah. interesting in countries that don't have what we have here, um, where, where there's Christians, they, they, they know what this freedom is. Yep. Um, they, 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 like Paul understood this. You know, he, he got, even though he was in a prison cell, he knew that in Christ he was completely free. Totally. It didn't right. matter what they did to totally. them. I mean, this is like Matrix freedom. It's totally. a whole different kind sure. of, you know. <laughs> it's a it's, different it's, level. It's, it's the kind you want to have. It's a different yeah. dimension. It can't be taken yes. from you because it's, it's grounded in, right. in, the, in the person and work of Christ. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's kept safe for you in heaven. That's the kind of freedom that we need to get excited about. Absolutely. Not right. the temporal freedoms we have here because those are, those could leave tomorrow. They're right. fleeting. They're passing. Yeah. They're fading. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, the Bible would tell us that we're either bound to self and sin or we're bound to Christ. And so there's this sense in which free will, free will is sort of a myth. Yeah. You're bound to one or, or the other. And um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but I think of a, you know, Keller talked about once about like if the fish was designed to be in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And if the fish were out on land, it would die. And so life isn't about having complete freedom and liberty and autonomy, but being, you know, bound in the right ways yeah. to the right thing. Being where and how you should be. Right. And yeah. that's exactly you know what you're talking about. Yeah, ex- exactly. All right. Let's let's switch gears for a second. Here's a here's 
little more lighthearted and weird. What do you guys oh. think that verse 14 <laughs> means? Jesus says, uh, settle in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how you ought to answer. It's kind of a, <laughs> you know, where do you go with that? Because I feel like you can go a little yeah. too far with that. Was it something that was special and unique to the apostles, the guys that he's talking to, and the things that they would be facing? Or is this something that's for all of us? Or What does yes it mean? Yes and yes. Okay, what is it? He's saying don't overthink it. <laughs> Do you guys overthink yeah. your sermons? I, I, I don't overthink no, anything. <laughs> I don't overthink <laughs> anything ever. I don't even know what this verse is here for. Well, you hear those things all the time, right? I don't right? even prepare like, sermons. You just get up and wing it every Sunday. When you guys walk away this. from your notes, right, which happens from time to time, um, people interpret that. Like when they see someone that doesn't use notes even, they'll come up and be like, that that person was filled with the Spirit right? because they didn't have any notes. And I feel like this is one, right. of, those, one of those verses that you can look at to, to make oh, yeah. it. To make a point. Yeah, he's not saying that. <laughs> I don't think. Thank you, Chad. I no, I mean, we're, we're told elsewhere to study to show ourselves approved, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to, to know the word, um, to be in the word, to meditate, to memorize yeah. it. So so it's not like we're not supposed to do our due diligence there. Yeah. But right. the cool thing is when you're stuck in a spot, I can imagine scenarios and imagine conversations I'm going to have, and they're going to say this, and then I'll say that, and then right. I'll respond to this, and then they're yeah. going to do this. Well, you can do that all day long, and none of it's real or going to happen necessarily. Sure. But what he's saying is you don't have to do that. Yep. When yeah. the time comes and you get you know pulled in and, and you're standing before these people, yep. and you're not going to, you know, you're going to be yeah. terrified. He'll give you what you um, need. I'll moment. give you what you need. Yeah. And he does that. I've seen that so many times when you're in the middle, of, you know, you're in a conversation yep. with somebody, when you're talking about the gospel, they come with you with an argument or something like that. All these verses flood in your mind, all these things to think about come in your mind and you know it's it's yep. something god is doing that's i don't know it's kind of exciting to know that this is true yeah for sure yeah yeah it, it actually lightens our load yeah in difficult circumstances or difficult scenarios mm -hmm. that's really what he's doing and of course we see this in the book of acts we see this in the early chapters of acts especially where these guys are getting pulled in almost daily with the magistrates and the authorities there they're getting busted they're getting arrested and you we have recorded some of these responses from peter mm -hmm. um and, and paul and, and they're yeah. and they're just they did they like stopped the mouths of the lion yeah the way that they answered and yeah. so they they wouldn't be able to hold them and they wouldn't be able to keep them they would just kind of beat beat them and threaten them and then send them off to do the same thing again because <laughs> just the response so you mm -hmm. can definitely yeah. see god um, you know, working through some of that. Uh, how about not a hair on your head shall perish? Because he just got through giving them verses of how they're going to die. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Not a hair on your head shall perish. Probably a little different than not one stone upon another. I'm going to go with the fact that, the, all, the, that they all died and he, he told them, you know, specifically told them some of them they were going to have yeah. hairs on their head that would perish. I yes. mean, I don't yeah. know what happens to your hair when you get boiled in yes. oil, but I think this might be more of an eternal, yeah, uh, I think so, eternal promise. Yeah, because yeah, before that, he says some of you they will put to death. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, there's right also after that, but not a hair on your head will perish. Exactly. Well, and when you think right. of the word perish, exactly, um, per perish has an eternal, um, you know, oh, for sure. connotation. Yeah, um, you know, the idea that even in John three sixteen that idea of that word perish it really is this yeah. this death yeah. that you can't escape um, that you there is no hope in this this word sure and and what he's telling them is that no you guys are going to have an eternal right you have eternity um, that's what it is you know it's a reality that, that eternal that life though though you may die you will live mm -hmm. but, right you know if if you're in me and these guys were in him and and so they, yeah. they don't experience death <laughs> we, we go from life to life yeah right yeah. and and i i do think it's just a spiritual eternal you know statement eternal reality yeah. Yeah. and what i love is that he uses hair as an example i may be reading too much into it but that's one of those things that again is god knows I mean, every hair on our like like 
the things that are almost an impossibility for us to like quantify or count or keep up with, um, like God's into every de- preserving yeah. and glorifying every detail. Um, and that's just kind of a neat thing to think about mm-hmm. that. There's not, we don't suffer loss even yeah. physically, right? Only gain, only, only gain physically. You yeah. Know? Well, so. the next thing he says, tells us that by your endurance, you will gain your lives. Mm-hmm. And so it may not go well here. May yeah. not end well here. It may be a rough ending, difficult yeah. ending, but eternity. Well, and as he said elsewhere, don't fear those who can, you know, kill the body. Right. Um, fear the one that can can put both body and soul and in, yep. in hell for eternity. And, and right. so, you know, totally. being on the right side of who Jesus is and what he's doing totally. is, is right. the important part. All right. So here we here we go back to the temple thing. Did the Romans, when they did this in 87, did they get the right temple? <laughs> <laughs> if their goal did was they to, destroy the right yeah. temple? If their goal was to de- demolish, well, which time? You talking eighty seven? You talking about eighty thirty three? Well, when when so Jesus made these prophecies. Okay, eighty seventy. Did he? Did, did but he even then, did they get the right temple? If their goal was to destroy the yes. nation of Israel, now and, Brent, and, you and, may do your yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like this is a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. If their goal was to to decimate the nation of Israel and to defeat the Jewish people, um, then I'd say they did a good job. The people of, of God, it. let's just put yeah. it that way. Well, concerning the people of God, did they get the right temple? The church? No, no. The nation of Israel, yeah. The Jewish people who yeah. may not have been the people of God, but they were trusted in that old system. Then yeah, they they got the right temple. So here, the church. No. They so missed. here's my next question: the 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 real the church's real temple. Did they also try to destroy that? Now well, you they may. tried. Yes. Okay. Prior to eighty seventy. Yeah, AD thirty three ish. And did yeah. they succeed? Looked like it for a few days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for three days. What, yeah. What's the statement that Jesus made? Yeah. Right, John chapter two. Destroy like, this temple. Destroy this temple, and in three days I yeah. will raise it up. I mean, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So they uh, they tried to do it to both. You know, even even though the Jews were actually responsible for that. <laughs> right. Rome was as well. Sure. Um, but they they did. They actually tried to. Tried to kill both temples. One of them they succeeded at. One of them they did not. Yep. Which is why the church and the people right. of God are here doing what they're doing. Absolutely. And the temple that they destroyed and came back three days later can't be destroyed. Cannot be destroyed. Again. And, and and again, so this is the temple that you ought to trust in. Yes. Right? And not anything else. Well, let's, yep. let's, so. let's end with that. Yeah. How is the temple of Christ better for the Jews and us, but for the Jews even, than the temple of Herod. In what ways? Is he well, the better how, temple? How much time do we have? To I know. The like, ways? like well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just carry this into next week. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, the temple of Christ can't it can't be destroyed. We've already talked about that. Um, it, it's eternal. But they uh, thought that that Herod's temple was pretty good. I mean, they're sitting right. out there marveling at it and everything. Like, and so even especially for them. Yeah. But, but even like you think about. Um, you know, a few years ago, we, we got to go back to New England and yeah. got to see things that were 400 years old, you know, churches that were 400 years old. You got and, to see the Cheers and, Bar. Right, we got to, that's not 400 years old, <laughs> but we did get to see that. That's a monument. Right, but but we got to see these big monuments and, and you know, even cemeteries with headstones that were hundreds of years old. To see the Liberty Bell old. and all uh, that. Though. That's Philadelphia. No, there's there's another bell. So, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe just make your point. Why, is, anyway, why are they out of school <laughs> across the street? All right, go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. Anyway, the, the point is that, like, those monuments were cool, but... but what do they do for you? They don't. They don't do anything. No, right. Um, you know, it's cool to see something that's lasted all all that time, but but it doesn't do anything right. know, for anybody. Um, 
but Christ, Christ has done something for us. Um, his life, he's mattered. done something to his us. His death mattered. He's done something to yeah. us. His, his resurrection mattered. Um, his preparation of eternity for us matters, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Buildings don't do that. In yeah. every way, he's the better temple. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the sacrifice that went on every day there is done now. It's, yes. it's, it's finished in him. Um, you know, the way to approach God, uh, Jesus is now that aspect of the temple for yeah. us. Uh, the, the, the way to, to the Holy of Holies for forgiveness of sin, and all it's all through Jesus now. I mean, so he literally is everything we need, right. and he's out of reach of, yeah. you know, nobody can, you can't, you can't touch that. So yeah. um, we have, we have that. And then there's this idea of even what the temple has become now, um, the church, living stones built one another, uh, onto one another to the, that are the dwelling place of yeah. God where his spirit dwells in this, this, this temple not built by hands. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, people are right now still wondering when the temple's going to be rebuilt and right. how that's going to happen in Israel. Did you want to talk about that? Well, I'm just saying there's a, there's a possibility that, that it's, it's being rebuilt right now spiritually through the, through the church and that one day that last stone will be placed on. And Which means that yeah. the Antichrist would have to stand in the midst of the church to, to defile it. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know what that means yeah. exactly, but I, I, there's a there's a chance that, um, you know, that the the better temple, um, is one that will never be stones yeah. like you know the old one, again. And yeah. so I, don't I find know. it I find it interesting that like the, with the with the original temples structures, like it was all about what man it was all about man going in and doing works, performing works right. for God, and uh, hmm. and yet the Son of God, the temple of God in Christ, is one that performed works right for us right like works right. come out of it for us rather than go into it and right um it's kind of it's kind of a neat thing and i'm sure we could go on and find all kinds yeah. of yeah. Like neat little parallels and whatnot but that's that's the bottom line is that it didn't matter when jesus said this like it mattered to them but jesus knew that this thing was superficial and that there was something much better a much right. better temple right that that was just unnecessary <laughs> well, and for those that knew, for those that knew them, AD seventy did not rock their world, right? And, and I wish that more people, more Christians today, could could get to that point. You yeah. know, the temple's going down one way yep. or the other. Whatever you know, America, yep. whatever you want to, you know, whatever it is that you're trusting in. Statue of Liberty's yeah. going down. All of it's, it's all going all down. Of it's going Constitution's down. going down. Flags you know, going down. Someday. Uh, yeah, we don't know when or how it's going to happen. Yeah. But if that's what you're trusting in, and yep. that's what you're standing on, that's the foundation that you're standing. That's upon. what you're treating people nasty over right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, then, then you're in for your, you know, yeah, you're in your for, foundation is shaky. Yeah, disillusionment and yep. so you know all the Jewish people in eighty seventy that didn't know Christ, their whole world crumbled yep. around them. That all day. of it, everything went all wrong. But those who knew Jesus, and then they became wanderers, sojourners. Yeah, the people. But those who knew right. Jesus, that didn't it didn't it didn't shake their foundation. It didn't. I mean, it probably right was shocking to them. But you know, I get right. that part. But as far as their hope, yep. it was uninterrupted because their hope was in a different temple. And that's you know, I just wish we more people would get that because. It, it, there, there's such freedom. That's real freedom. Yeah. Is yep. knowing Absolutely. that Christ can't be taken from me. He is mine, and I am His. Yep. Yeah. That, so we have something it. even to learn from the the temple. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Anything else, guys? I don't have anything else. No. I mean, maybe I, I do. We covered it. I think that's good. I'd say good. All right. Good. I'll go write rewrite my sermon now. For <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's that's pretty much. You guys are on the money with me, so I'm I'm down with that. All Must right. be good then. Oh, it's gonna be so <laughs> amazing! Be awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go slap some people. So yeah. All right. When do you pray? God, thanks for today uh, and our discussion. Hope it was helpful to people. Uh, just pray for all of us. That you would help us to have uh, a right perspective and a right understanding. 
uh, who you are, where, where our identity lies as Christians, uh, where it doesn't lie as Christians, uh, and that you would help us um, just to maintain um, a gospel witness uh, in the world, no matter how uh, things tend to go. Help us to fight for the right things, engage uh, in the right battles, and understand uh, who the enemy is and isn't. Uh, we ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. Door3R.org.